Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes in Rockville Center, New York, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you tonight? Everything's good, Deacon. How about you? Yeah, no, everything's fine. And you know, our ultimate objective as Christians, we know this, is to attain eternal life with God. And so we do things in order to achieve that. We set out on a faith journey that includes, what, the sacraments, prayer, and almsgiving or good works. That all requires a daily commitment, and it's not easy. But it seems that many of us make a tepid effort at practicing our faith, and we grow frustrated the minute the going becomes tough. And in our frustration, we tend to turn back to the world. Worldliness seems to be the easier path. So first of all, Frank, why does this happen to so many of us? Well, you mentioned worldliness, and that's kind of it, you know, because we we are most comfortable in our worldliness. We like the stuff of the world. We We want to be good Catholics, but we want to hang on to things of this life. You know, we like to shop, we like vacations, fancy cars and big houses. But, you know, during this Lent, I say, you know, what about liking prayer? What about liking to be a good example? What about liking to grow in virtue? What about doing the thing God want God wants us to do? Right. You know, we we falter and turn back because we don't like the bumpy roads and we don't like the uncomfortableness of it. So you're saying that some people who have good intentions and want to be a good person and a good Catholic turn back from God as soon as they encounter difficulties. Yeah, the temptation to quit is greatest when there are, are clouds of confusion. You know, we all want comfort, affirmation, and approval. And when the hills get steep or the, the unforeseen things or curves happen to us as life, that's, you know, and the problem with that is we, we don't get the reward or healing effect from bearing the trials and tribulations of life. You know, we must condition ourselves. We must condition our prayers really to God's will and time. You know, when these tough things happen, and we spoke about this before with the saints, not only it wasn't something, the trials and tribulations weren't something they put up with. It was actually something they really embraced which is really hard to to understand, but I guess that's what I was saying, right? Yeah, thy will be done. I'm thinking of Faustina when you say that. So yes. accepting the trials and tribulations and seeing in them God's will for us, that, that brings to mind the, the great proverb that I've loved for so many years. The discipline of the Lord, my son, disdain not, spurn not his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, and he chastises the son he favors. Now, why would God do it like that? I mean, it's challenging when you lose your job or you are diagnosed with cancer or some other illness to see in that God's loving hand. I mean, I, you say the saints do that. I know. And yet we know that there are many examples of real spiritual growth when we ourselves face these trials, right? Yeah. And you face, you know, you face both of those things, getting diagnosed and losing your job. Don't remind me. You know, around the same time. But it's like, when people sign up for a gym membership in January, right? They're, they're all gung-ho. They're ready to go. They start off with great intentions to lose weight and get in shape. But as the weeks go on, 
and it becomes more tedious, becomes more difficult to get out of that bed in the morning. They return, you know, to their former ways. And by the end of February, you know, the gym, the gym's half empty. Yeah. All right. So how do we stop doing that? How do we prevent that from happening, that falling away, turning away? I think what I find in my life and what I've found the older I've got is that I rely too much on myself or someone else. And we weren't made for this place. We were made for that place, which is heaven. It's about doing what you're doing, giving 100%, not for this world, but for heaven. So don't project into the future. Take care of what's right in front of you and be present in that moment. What Jesus is asking, what is Jesus asking of me in my current state? And whatever that is, when things go awry, you've you'll find more times than not you've taken him, your, your eye off him and let the things of the world bother you. Yeah. And, and we should remind ourselves that really God wants what's best for us. He loves us as his children. He taught us, and we say this at baptisms all the time, the greatest attribute for adults is to become like children. Unless you turn and become like these little ones, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And what he means is we must be as trusting in God as young children are in their parents, in whatever befalls us, because God our Father has our best interest at heart. I've heard of people, and so have you, who have prayed very hard for a given outcome, prayed that their mother or father would recover from cancer, let's say. And when it didn't happen, they're so disappointed that they turn off and give up on prayer. But that's where perseverance in prayer comes in, and we must continue to trust, right? Yeah, and we... we... We can't grow in holiness when we don't trust God. Once you detach yourself from your will, you're now free. You're now free to follow God. And, you know, now, now the good news is once you do this, you realize that people can't hurt you anymore because God will always take care of you. He has what's best for you. It may not seem like that. And the saints struggled with this, too. You know, now you become faithful to what God wants, not what happens to you. When we do this, we see that whatever happens we see him in it. His hand is in it. You know, no one can take anything from you because there's nothing you want. You simply want to follow Jesus and his teachings. And this is very liberating. You know, you want people always talk, say they want peace in their lives. And it's not something you can buy. You know, follow Jesus and the teachings of his church. They're one and the same. You know, it's not a commodity. It's right in front of you. And it's it's pretty simple when you really think about what it is. Follow the Ten Commandments, follow the teachings, but we make it overly complicated by trying to control it as if we have as if we have control of anything. Yeah, easy to say but hard to do. And look, right. we, we need to change our minds, our thinking, which leads to change in our lives. And Lent is a great time for this. We use the word during Lent, repentance, and the Catechism defines repentance this way: interior repentance is a radical reorientation of our whole life, a return, a conversion to God with all our heart, an end of sin, a turning away from evil, with repugnance toward the evil actions that we ourselves have committed. So it's a change in our thinking that leads to action. And St. Paul says in Romans, be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And Jesus always calls us to, what, repent, and then believe the good news. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So let's not turn away from that. No, it's 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 very, li remember, when you're following God's will, 
no matter how difficult it is at times, it's liberating and it, and it will set you free. Amen, brother. I like it. Folks, don't forget to like us and follow us or send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Getting some good notes at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll see you next time, okay? Thanks, Deacon. God bless.